Hi, welcome to Astro Babble. I'm Donna from Donna B Astrology. And I'm Linda from Scullywag Astrology. And today we are going to be talking about the full moon in Gemini. Mm -hmm. So I'll bring up the chart. The moon mansion that we have this um, for this fortnight will be the sixth moon mansion. It is called the Little Star of Great Light, and it has energy of, according to Ptolemy, it has the um, influences of Mercury and Venus, which is really nice for, uh, it means um, it's really good for love and friendship and affection. It is, uh, it has a fundamental duality uh, to this type of energy. So it can, you know, love is that kind of, um, you know, you can love somebody or the opposite of it. And, you know, it could really, it could, you know, it can, love and, and passion can be just as strong as hate. So it can, it can really flip flop on that for, so for that, um, it needs to be a little bit of caution and it's not good for building and it's not good for long crops. So if you have a, a crop that like a 10 day crop, like a lettuce could, you know, is, is might be fine, but a long-term crop, like a pumpkin or squash might take not good for planting those things. So that's the moon mansion. Interesting. We have Mercury and Venus coming up to a sextile in the chart. And what's really interesting is that it's Venus that's chasing Mercury rather than the other way around because Mercury is getting ready to slow down. This full moon is in Gemini, so it's ruled by Mercury and Mercury is opposite the full moon in Sagittarius. So unfortunately, it's in detriment. It's in a sign opposite to uh, where it usually would be, which is a shame, but... Um, it is out from under the beams of the sun, so that's good. But as I was saying, it is slowing down to it's still going at 134% of its usual speed, but it will be retrograde from the 13th of December. So it's slowly slowing down. That uh, Venus is going at 117, but by the time that aspect comes up, it's actually Venus that's chasing Mercury. Usually Mercury would be the one that's the faster moving planet and coming up to uh, overtake it. I'm just looking at their travel here, but by the time we get to the actual aspect, you'll see that it's actually Venus chasing Mercury, which I think is quite interesting. Very interesting noting that both uh, the moon and Mercury are both out of bounds. Ooh, that is interesting. Hmm. So those so, are the main players for this uh, these next two weeks, and they're out of bounds. So a little bit off the beaten path. Well, I mean, Mercury is a trickster too. So <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. be in for an interesting time. <laughs> That'll be warming us up for that Mercury retrograde that's going to be coming. Mm, mm. Yeah, well, Mercury will get all the way into... Capricorn before it actually stations retrograde. For this full moon, unfortunately, Jupiter cannot see the full moon, so they can't um, assist it, which is a shame. We've got Jupiter in Taurus, and they're in its kind of blind spot, unfortunately. Saturn can see it, though, and is squaring it, which is a little bit uh, troubling. And Mars is opposite. In fact, Mars is the closest um, 
planet to oppose this full moon apart from the sun itself because a full moon is when the sun and moon are opposite each other. So it's interesting because we will have just had that Mars square Saturn aspect just before this full moon and that kind of stop start energy. So I think this, I think of Gemini is very playful. It's uh, like we said, it's the mischief maker at times. And um, yeah, I don't know how the mischief maker is going to take this stop start energy. Because it likes to, it likes to keep moving. It likes to, da 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 da. to keep moving. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my! I'm just looking too. Mercury, the ruler of this full moon, is going to be square Neptune too. So that will be interesting because when Neptune kind of makes connection to Mercury, it's kind of almost like a Mercury retrograde type feel in that everything's kind of blurry and you kind of it's just foggy and you know, things can get all tumbled and jumbled up and miscommunications and even deception. So, yeah, we've got a lot going on in the mutable signs with this uh, full moon too. We've got yeah. Saturn and Neptune in Pisces. We have Mercury, Sun and Mars in Sagittarius and the moon itself in Gemini. So what's that? Three, five, six planets in mutable signs so that's somewhat helpful i mean mutability does mean that they're adaptable quick on their feet well apart from saturn probably <laughs> yeah yeah and it's quick energy it's it's ready to change mm. yeah <laughs> you yeah. can smell it in the air yeah well shall we have a look at the horoscopes for this full moon that would be a great idea and Linda, and I always recommend that we, um, or that you listen to your rising sign. It is most reflective of you yourself. You can, if you don't know your rising sign, the first option would be to get a hold of either Linda or I to get a, your chart so that you can get your rising sign. But you would need to know your time of birth and your location and all of that. And we did a video on why it is important to read your rising sign. So that's what we're going to go with. So if you are a Gemini, this full moon will be happening in your first house. And the first house, its full moons are indicative of completions or for, you know, fulfilling whatever you started out probably about six months ago. So, you know, if you were, this is uh, in the house of, of yourself, the first house of Gemini, that is thinking that your things might be coming to completion that had something to do with just you. If you were like redoing your bedroom or, uh, you know, just doing something for yourself, that is, this is where th this might come to completion with that. And if you are a Taurus ascendant, this full moon is happening in your second house. The second house is the house of our income and personal finances and our personal resources. It's what assists and um, sustains us. So there could be endings or completions or high points to do with these matters. It could be, you know, maybe you're finally able to buy something that you need, you know, a resource that's going to be extremely helpful for you, or maybe you've been saving for something and, you know, now you've kind of reached that goal. Yeah. So something to do with that. It is our income. So it is possible that 
an income source ends at this time. Hopefully it wouldn't be too um, problematic. There is Mars in the eighth house of shared finances and resources though, and Mars is associated with cutting. So it could be your personal finances from a joint investment or something similar may be cut. And uh, yeah, but you know, if that's how it goes, that's how it goes. And if you are on Aries rising, this full moon is going to be happening in your third house. And the third house is the house of community and early education, as well as languages. And, you know, this could be, you know, something that's coming to completion or culmination around, you know, something that you might have started six months ago with your community or even your brothers and sisters, uh, extended family. So, yeah, if you were planning on, you know, six months ago at the family barbecue, to how you're going to spend the holidays this might all be coming to complete you know fruition right 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 around now and if you are a pisces ascendant this full moon is happening in your fourth house the fourth house is our family most particularly our parents so this could be something that's not happening to you it could be regarding your parents it's also our home and living situation so it may be something is coming to an end regarding a house or, you know, who you live with. It could be, you know, settlement on a house. It could be because, you know, when we talk about endings, they're not necessarily bad. Sometimes they're a high point or, you know, reaching a goal. Or it could be real estate matters or something to do with heritage. So, yeah. High point culmination or ending to do with those matters. And as I said, could be more to do with your parents. Maybe your parents are, you know, moving out of their house, downgrading perhaps to a smaller place or, you know, they may have some project that they've been working on that's wrapping up at this time. And if you are an Aquarius rising, this is going to be happening in your fifth house. And the fifth house is the house where you are uh, creative out of. So this could also, this could be with children. This could be art. You know, if you are working on an art project, this could also be hobbies as well. So if you have, you know, if you have a hobby that, you know, you you want to get tickets to go see a particular show, this would be a, this would be a culmination where this, you would you may be getting to this show. Hmm, very nice. And if you are a Capricorn ascendant, this full moon is happening in your sixth house. The sixth house is illness. It's also pets, those that work for us. And it also covers people that work in service of others. This includes people like doctors, nurses, first responders. So yeah, there might be a high point or a culmination regarding these topics. It could be an ending. It could be somebody you work with or somebody that works for you is leaving. It could be something like, you know, your dog's been going to obedience school and it graduates at this time. Or for people that work uh, in service of others, maybe they're graduating from an academy or from university or something similar. Maybe they've passed a course at this time. Or it could be, you know, some sort of recognition or, or reward because this is high points as well. With regard to illness and that, maybe this could be the end of an illness. It has had the moon oppose Mars previously to that. Could be, you know, there's been an operation or something. Not the best time to necessarily have an operation on a full moon, but 
you know, but maybe this is a sign that, you know, there's been some sort of significant thing. You know, there's a lot going on in the 12th house, which amongst other things can be hospital. So, yeah, maybe there's been an operation or there's some sort of completion or ending to a course of treatment or an illness itself. And if you are a Sagittarius rising, this full moon is going to be happening in your seventh house. And the seventh house is the house of the other person, the other person that you have a committed relationship with. And that could be not only a spouse, but it could also be somebody that you have an appointment with, like a lawyer or a doctor or hair appointment or, you know, just somebody who is committed to seeing you as well. And I do see that it's, you know, directly opposite that Mars and squaring that Saturn. So there's a little malefic kind of qualities to all of these um, when this hits, because they're, the, the planets are all moving together. So no matter what sign you are, those those malefic qualities might might try to poke their heads in whatever you are celebrating after the culmination that you are finally achieving with this uh, full moon. It might it might flavor those with a little bit of, you know, restriction. Yeah. Could be a real stop go energy to um, whatever's happening with the Mars just wanting to charge forward and Saturn kind of holding it back or trying to at least. <laughs> and if you are a Scorpio ascendant, this full moon is happening in your eighth house. The eighth house is the house of other people's money. It includes things like inheritances, loans, debts, financial agreements, taxes, insurance. So yeah, there could be a high point or a culmination regarding these matters. Maybe you inherited earlier in the year and now it's actually being settled and the money's going into your account. If that's the case with Mars in your second, I suspect you're going to have pretty big plans for that pretty soon. Uh, Mars in the second offer means that uh, burns money burns a hole in your pocket. In some cases with Mars in your house, it could be there's a high point. Maybe you're joining uh, finances with somebody because that could be cutting because Mars is cutting your personal finances somewhat, but there's a high point. You're joining it somewhere else, maybe with a partner, uh, whether that's business or romantic or, you know, maybe you're you know, cutting the budget so that you can pay off a big bill or a big debt or something similar. But for whatever reason, shared finances and resources are very much a part of this full moon for you. Very interesting. And if you are a Libra rising, this full moon is going to be happening in your ninth house. And the ninth house is, you know, it has everything to do with higher education, the esoteric subjects, as well as law and publishing. Um, yeah, so this is culmination in like if something, whatever you've been working towards about six months ago, if you're a Libra rising, this is going to be coming together with, um, this is the house of philosophy or your higher learning. So this is this is the house where you, you do that, you know, the things that ride on the future. And this would be coming to fruition right around this time. And if you are a Virgo ascendant, this full moon is happening in your 10th house. The 10th house is career and public reputation. It's honors and rewards, fame and infamy. So with a full moon, it's very bright. So it's going to be very visible, whatever you're in the spotlight for. The 10th house is one of the most visible houses. So 
yeah, look, you might be being honoured or recognised in some way for something that you've done. You might be doing well at work. You may be finishing up a big project at work. It's possible that you could be leaving work or maybe a boss is moving on because this is also the house of authorities. But for whatever reason, you know, endings, high points and completions are a significant part of this full moon for you. Pretty exciting <laughs> in the 10th house. But if you are a Leo, this full moon is going to be happening in your 11th house. And that is the house of your hopes and dreams. It's also uh, the house of your groups and associations. So things might be coming to fruition of anything that you might be working towards uh, regarding, you know, uh, groups and associate, you know, associates. This would be coming to fruition right around this time. Nice time for that. Mm, very nice. And if you are a Cancer Ascendant, this full moon is happening in your 12th house. The 12th house is the house of our undoing. It's also places of exile or retreat. So this could be a high point culmination or ending regarding those matters. Maybe you're looking to kick a bad habit at this time or overcome an addiction. There is a lot going on in your sixth house of, amongst other things, illnesses. So with Mars, Sun and Mercury there, maybe something's come to a head and, you know, you need to cut out something that's been bad for you, you know, a self-defeating habit or a um, self-undoing um, activity. Uh, but it could also just be that, you know, you've been in hospital or someplace like a prison because both of those are places of confinement, which are also covered under the 12th house signification. So if you've been in hospital for a long time or somehow felt imprisoned may not be literal prison but it may have felt like a bit of a prison for you maybe that time is coming to an end may not be immediately you know because these full moons do kind of flow for the next two weeks but you know this might be the beginning of the end you know you're kind of being discharged or you know you've found out that yes I can you know leave here uh places of exile it's traditionally kind of known as being far from home so yeah you know hopefully really good for you high point ending or completion you know it could even be someone's been to rehab and they're leaving at this time something similar like that or you know you've been working behind the scenes and now you're getting ready to you know say within the next couple of weeks maybe you know show what you've been working on behind the scenes you know, I do have a stone. Mm -hmm. I do. And it is carnelian. It is an mm -hmm. orange stone. It's an orange to red stone. It is um, in the quartz family. And it, it goes, it's from orange to like a dark red. There's many. This is what it looks like in the raw form so that's kind of it's kind of interesting this is called carnelian it's been around for over four thousand years it, this is one of the older stones that has been around for like a long time it originally comes from india um 
th th those are where the um, more gemmy or pieces are coming from is India. But we, we get a lot of it from Brazil and Uruguay as well. And this is called carnelian. This stone for um, what I consider, uh, this, this is a good stone for abundance. So this is why I did it. This is also the stone of commerce. So um, you oh, can nice. have it in bracelet. Those are the different colors. If you can kind of, you know, see the, the, the range of orange, but it is basically an orange stone. Yeah. And it goes for the, um, the first, second or third chakra as well. It has the element of fire. And so I picked it for the Gemini full moon because, you know, Gemini is with commerce and this is, this would be the stone of abundance. Very and nice. it comes, you can, it, it's a, it has the most hardness of seven. So it is, um, it's, uh, it's, it's nice and, it's nice and hard. So it, it's really good for jewelry. A lot of it's good for jewelry, but it is, if whatever you want for abundance, this is the stone that you would use. And I use it a lot for, um, to spark that, that, that lower fire that, you know, to get somebody up and moving and, and, uh, pursuing their dreams. So nice. this is carnelian and it is a great stone. It is, it's one of the basic stones for the chakra when you do a chakra layout, which is what I do for, um, energy balancing in order to promote uh, healthier healing or keeping your body in a healthy healing mode. Very nice. It's called Carnelian. I will be writing an article and getting a picture of them mm -hmm. <laughs> so that you can see the different rainbows. Yeah. Excellent. That is Carnelian. Cool. It was one of the one of the um, stones on Aaron's breastplate. Mm -hmm. You know, Aaron had a breastplate that was almost like a grid. It had like nine stones. Is this sixteen? Like in the I think Bible? maybe four by four. Yeah, Aaron is Moses's brother. Oh, okay. Well, shall we have a look at the upcoming aspects? Oh, yes. And the first aspect we have is Mercury squares Neptune. <laughs> this is this is like don't go to meet your lawyer today. This is a good day to just um, be laid back. This is this is speaks of miscommunication, you know, with a capital M. Uh, it's it's whatever you you're saying because Mercury is in charge of how you communicate. Neptune is in charge of how you dream. So whatever you might be hearing might cause um might cause you to think of something totally different this is very confusing energy this is also good for this is good also for being sensitive to your surroundings if you are pursuing the esoteric subjects uh this is also really good for um studying those yeah as donna said very confusing energy it's not great time for drilling down to the details and getting something exactly right and fully understanding what's happening 
Mercury is already in uh, a sign of its detriment in Sagittarius, so it's not strong anyway. That Neptune just blurs the boundaries. It's, you know, great time for daydreaming, could be great for creativity, uh, could be a great time to be inspired by something. Uh, inspired thinking or particularly if it's very idealized thing you know something you know altruistic helping others you know a really that would be a a good expression of this energy but look it's just as likely you could be deceived or just you know confused not a great time for signing contracts the next aspect that we are going to see is going to be Mercury is going to enter Capricorn. And Mercury, when it enters Capricorn, this is one of those times. Mercury was one of the uh, planets that was mentioned in the Moon Mansion that is prominent, um, prominently featured. And when it goes into Capricorn, every time a planet moves into another sign, it's a good day to journal. This will create a shift that you, you might notice, especially if you have planets. Uh, you know, at early in the earth signs, a really good day to journal when any, when any planet moves into a new sign, but this would be like an eloquent speaker speaker. This would be uh this would be good time to speak to those things where you want to change. Yeah. Mercury in Capricorn, it's ruled by Saturn. So thinking might not be as quick in this sign, but it's more Thinking about practical matters because it is an earth sign, it's cardinal. So it's good on initiating. But yeah, that Saturn there, it does tend to be slower, very kind of be serious, you know, depending like it's going to have a sextile to its ruler, uh, Saturn. So that will really good time for planning something serious, something that you want to last. Good time perhaps for. Yes, serious thinking in general, but particularly early on when it first moves in, because it's going to have that sextile, which is, which is a helpful aspect to its ruler. You know, it's not about cutting corners. It's not about bending the rules necessarily, uh, which it might have been in Sagittarius. But, you know, it's it's a solid practical sign. It's, yeah more serious which is a shame coming into december but you know it's always around here i suppose this is like the details you know if you're having holiday celebrations okay how many people are coming how much am i going to have to buy what sort of food am i getting you know this is where that practicality can um really shine even on a very daily basis sort of thing it's getting your ducks in a row <laughs> I, I was thinking the same thing. The very, it, it's it's uh, you're critical of surroundings. You want you're 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 like oh well that isn't quite right or you know you're wanting to fix things and make sure that things are are the way they're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, it's not such a a good aspect for say daydreaming and that, but um, yeah, it's kind of like yep, yeah, well we're working now. So it's a day where the details will matter. Mm -hmm. and it's going to be in there for you know probably three weeks oh well, actually it's going to retrograde in this sign too it's only going to get to eight degrees before it retrogrades so and it is getting slower when we looked at this what was that three days earlier at the um 
full moon, it was moving at about 133% of its usual speed. It's down to 120% now, which, you know, it's still going faster than usual, but it's slowing down and getting ready for that uh, retrograde. So that, as well as being in a, a slower sign, such as Capricorn, thinking's not going to be as quick and it may take longer to plan things that may communications may be a little bit more structured and rigid and uh, same with learning you know if you're trying to learn something at this time flying by the seat of your pants probably isn't the way to go you need to have a, a plan and a structure and then the next aspect Wait, if we did we yeah, yeah, Mercury yeah. sextile Saturn? Sorry. Yeah, I kind of brought that in with it, but just treat it like new because, I mean, I cut these up, remember? If you like, I'll, I'll introduce it. And I was just talking about this just before. So Mercury, a day after it moves into Capricorn, is going to sextile Saturn, which is the ruler of Capricorn. So, yeah, this is a good time for solid, practical conservative thinking you know not necessarily a great time for brainstorming great ideas but it's getting the details right and making sure everything's on board and everything's accounted for and yeah good solid practical time for planning thinking and communications there's such a duality to uh mercury it it, it, it but it's uh yeah it, it's as Linda was saying, the details are are going to matter today. The next aspect we are going to be um, facing is Venus is going to square Pluto. This is a challenging aspect. It always is a challenging aspect whenever there's a square involved. It's asking us to do something. But, uh, you know, this is with Pluto, it likes to have that control and Pluto likes to be intense. So watch out for power or yeah, power plays and, you know, people who want to take advantage this is a this is a good aspect and a good uh, energy for people wanting to take advantage of situations. So be careful of that. Can also lead in personal relationships to jealousy, possessiveness, obsession. Yeah, just an intense, um, quite often not comfortable time in relationships. Venus is earlier in zodiacal order, so she does have some dignity here. She's in a sign that she rules, so that's good for her, but she's also with the south node, which does tend to decrease, and some people consider the south node a little bit malefic, so not the most comfortable uh, position for her. She's moving quite fast at the moment, 118% of her usual speed, so, you know, a day or two, you know, just like Donna said, be aware of your surroundings or if people are trying to manipulate you maybe it's just a good time to go you know what just going to step back for a little bit here you know we can discuss this later or you know not an aspect to look forward to it's it's one that you need to approach with caution yeah she's moving up to a trine with satin so that's something to look forward to that will give her some stability in a few days but Mm, and she's going to have a sextile to Mercury. Yeah, look, it's going to be a little bit intense. And depending on what houses in your chart are being activated. So this is uh, Libra and Capricorn. 
topics associated with those houses might give you some indication of where you can expect this to be coming from and what it's about. And the next aspect we're going to be talking about is when Venus is going to enter Scorpio. And she's moving into her detriment here and she's not going to have the tools that she had before. So hopefully you enjoyed Venus when she was in her own sign. Uh, this is a sign where she has, you know, she doesn't have the, the you know, the, the, the pink the pink wand to to wave and or or whatever Venus uses. I mean, Venus does have a, a a fighting aspect, but she does not have all of her tools in this particular sign, and so she's going to not be able to work as nicely as she has in the past. Yeah, the good thing about Venus is though that she is a benefic. So wherever Scorpio is in your chart, you can expect maybe some nice things to happen regarding the people and topics associated with the house. Um, but yeah, she's not super strong here. She's in detriment. Yeah. So this can be a, in Scorpio, she's a little bit intense and emotional and she's still a benefic. Hopefully she'll bring us nice things. She's moving up towards a opposition to Jupiter so that'll be a fun time <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but before we get to that she's going to have a trine with Saturn that's on the 5th of December Venus trine Saturn this can actually lend some stability to Venus which is nice Venus in Scorpio quite intense can be quite jealous and possessive so she's I think in particular going to like this trying to Saturn in Pisces. This brings kind of comfort and dependability, relying on, you know, others. It's that it's not glamorous, it's not sexy, but it's comfortable and it's known and it's mature. You knowing that you can depend on that partner or that person. And it's not just necessarily romantic relationships. It can be friendships. It can be art and beauty and you know, it's bringing structure and, you know, durability and dependability with it. This is the right before the holidays. This is the great aspect. If you have a budget that you need to stick to, this would be the day that you would need to go shopping. <laughs> this is going to help you stick with your budget. This is going to give you that stability. And with Venus in Scorpio, she's going to get right to down to like, what exactly do you want? What exactly do you need? You know, this is this is a this is really good for a budget. If you need to go shopping, this would be the day to to pick. If you are, if you need to stick to that budget, this is going to keep you um, conservative and uh, but generous. I like this. I I kind of do with 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 what's with the holidays, you know, coming upon us. This is a this is a really good aspect to use. Yeah, it's stability. It's 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 generosity with stability. Yeah, and I mean we've got uh, Mercury, which is like commerce and that in you know it's practical Capricorn. So yeah. Maybe retailers aren't going to have such a bonanza this year at uh, Christmas time. Be interesting. <laughs> it would be interesting if only December 5th was the only day we could shop. But <laughs> I think there are other days where people can go money. Oh, I'm sure of it. And then uh, on the 6th of December, we have Neptune stationing direct. So Neptune, one of the outer planets, it's retrograde for a long time, for like five or six months of the year. Uranus, Neptune, Pluto are always retrograde every year. So is Jupiter and Saturn. Look, I personally don't notice it unless it's kind of making contact with a natal planet. If you've got planets, natal planets 
around about 24 degrees of the mutable. So that's Pisces, Virgo, Sagittarius or Gemini. You might really notice this maybe once Neptune is going direct again, maybe things become a little bit clearer, which would be really good because it's like this living in a fog with Neptune sometimes, particularly if it's hovering around a, a planet of yours. Yeah, look, maybe things will clear up. That's great. For many of us, it's just business as usual, I think. How do you find like the outer stationing direct or retrograde for you, Donna? I think they can as well be in, impactful. If you have planets at 24 degrees, for sure, Linda, that that is... That is definitely needs to be mentioned because when planets are there, when planets tend to station, they they do make an impact, especially if you have planets around that. Um, this leads to confusion. This could be a good day to, well, this, this could be a day where, you know, you might want to be careful around medicines. If medicines tend to affect you, I, you know, people, sometimes people are, can be affected. I think my sister, you know, gets really sleepy if she takes an aspirin so some 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 people get affected with 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 mm. medicines and and for that reason this would be a day to to exercise caution because neptune um is is that planet that and and it's and in in the modern sense neptune is in its own sign and so it's going to be it's going to be strong this could be this could either lead to a really hard expression of new of neptune which could be either confusion or sensitivity to whether it's medicines or i want to say those esoteric subjects you know the energies around you this this would be a di a day where you're you're going to see more of those so be careful if you have a sensitivity to those things yeah Drugs, alcohol yeah, I was going to say your recreational drugs too. <laughs> Particularly with that moon, like the moon's at 28 degrees when Neptune stations are direct, but, you know, leading up like six hours or something beforehand, it will be directly opposite. And the moon is our body. So yeah, good call. I think that's a really good call. And then the next aspect we have is Mercury is going to try and Jupiter who is retrograde so this is the this is um the, you know those two planets together are are good uh for trade and for commerce and you know this is where you're probably not going to do well for keeping with your budget this is <laughs> you know Jupiter is it, it wants to look for the the long-term picture but in a retrograde state it might act a little wonkier like you might grab that that sweater that nobody else likes but you this would be you know some this would be this would be a uh how that could manifest is is that you you're you're trying to you know buy gifts and stuff like that and it's just really not working as well but it is it is it is good if this would be really good for studying you know, if you have to, if you're re-going over information for those tests, I know at the end of this year that, you know, schools are wrapping up their um, testing and if you're in like elementary school, it's ending a semester. So this would be good to re-look at all that information that you had learned before. Yeah. But this is good for study. 
Yeah, I like what you said too about um, maybe overspending your budget because, I mean, Jupiter is associated with uh, generosity and um, optimism. You know, you might think, oh, yes, you know, well within the budget, you know, I'm doing well and, yeah, end up spending way more than you expect. Uh, big ideas, they may be a little bit overly ambitious. But look, you know, Mercury is at least in Capricorn now, so it is a little bit more practical. If this was, um, you know, it was not long ago in Sagittarius, <laughs> it would have been really over the top. But, um, yeah, it's big thinking, big picture thinking. These are kind of two opposite planets. Yes, they're both interested in knowledge. But Mercury's wanting to drill down into the details, the minutiae and all that. Jupiter's much more big picture orientated, interested in the larger details and the bigger subjects and philosophy and law and, you know, what's right and that. Whereas Mercury's much more interested in the details. So can be, but it's a trying. It's helpful, but unfortunately Jupiter is uh, retrograde so yeah it's not functioning as well as it could be it could also be um it's not as optimistic at the moment so you may have some big ideas but you may be quick to not really take advantage of them perhaps because you know that optimism is a little bit dented but yeah look it's you know it is what it is on mercury is still out of bounds so kind of acting a little Renegade. Interesting. Mm, and almost all the planets are almost all peregrine except Saturn and Mercury. They're the only ones who have a little bit of dignity. So everybody else is acting. But I mean, Mercury's weak. down to 73% of its usual speed. It's getting ready to, within mm -hmm. a week, it's going to retrograde. So <laughs> maybe, maybe Jupiter does something so over the top that it has to go and backtrack. <laughs> We shall see. On the 9th of December, we have Venus opposite retro Jupiter, which uh, can also be quite a fun time. You've got the two benefics. Uh, they're in opposition, so it might be a little bit challenging. This is usually too much of a good thing. So, yeah, maybe too much holiday cheer. Or too much holiday spending. You know what? I thought this would be a great day for a wedding. I really did. With with you have those two opposites, it's the you know they're they're looking they're like you know the big picture and i love you it's it's i i kind of it this is a definitely like you said this is a good day to overdo this is a good day to especially with jupiter is a little retrograde so mm. but you know that could go um really sideways you know just a different you know because jupiter isn't bad when it's retrograde it's just not as expected yeah watch for the overindulgences this would not be the day to go shopping if you have a budget that you need to stick to <laughs> for yeah. sure make sure I mean, you have good boundaries this is a yeah that um venus is in detriment too and probably mm -hmm. what six 12 hours leading up to that prior you're going to have the moon come and cross over that uh venus as well so Maybe there's maybe that's when you start the party and <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, this is this is overdoing it. It's too much of a good thing. Is that possible? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is the older you get, it is. <laughs> so and it this is the one that you were asking for. This is the one that you were 
excited you're excited about. for the Venus sextile Mercury? Yeah, because I mean, usually Mercury would sextile Venus, but at this time, Mercury is down to 25% of its usual speed. It's getting really slow. Uh, whereas Venus is up to 120% of her usual speed. So she's gone faster than normal. So she's actually been chasing Mercury and this is when they have their sextile. Um, yeah, Venus is in sexy Scorpio. She's in detriment. She's kind of a little bit intense and a bit of a siren. And yeah, here's practical Mercury thinking, communications and that. But uh, yeah, Capricorn is the exaltation of Mars and it is a sign of the goat. <laughs> <laughs> this could be kind of quite a flirty um yeah flirty conversations this could be fun for a party you know oh, yeah I, I wouldn't call it light I would call it um a little bit sexy though a little bit more intense uh it is it is uh, this would be great for a party for two a party for just two people rather than a big party <laughs> I'm seeing I'm seeing party plans already in your mind. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is a great day. It's a good day to play hooky and, and do something fun. You want to do something fun with your mind? This is a good day for that to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like this. This is also the verbal I love yous. This is when they come as well. Yeah. So yeah, what you were talking about, that, that party for two. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm just wondering how Venus is going to take it if she doesn't hear it back though. <laughs> it's a sex style it'll be fine we hope um i'm sure she'll have some tools there's a scorpio right there oh yes i'm sure she will she will she will get right to the point mm -hmm. and then we have the new moon 20 degrees yes. sorry go on new moon in sag at 20 degrees 40 minutes that's the one. Oh, it's a shame jupiter can't see it what a shame because Jupiter rules the new moon, and if Jupiter can see it, it can give it assistance, but it can't. And Venus yeah. can't help it either. What a shame. It's with <laughs> Mars, and it's sextile. No, that's not a sextile. That's a square to Saturn. <sighs> yeah, well. Hmm. What's that, the 12th of December? Yes, and right now this is very early in the morning for on November 25th that we are doing this. So it is a ways. We have some time to prepare. Just looking at uh, that Uranus. At Mars 19, is right up in there. Yeah, 19 Taurus. We don't use the inconjunct, but that's an inconjunct to the new moon. And that tends to um, need adjustment. So adjustment. Yeah. yeah. I, I do believe that for some, particularly if you have planets around about 20 degrees of the um mutable, so Sag, Gemini, Pisces, or Virgo, you may have um some issues to do with new beginnings, new plans, new starts. Maybe there's, you know, a sudden surprising event that kind of you know, throws you off a little bit there. But, you know, they will have passed that. Maybe maybe it will be that you need to have new plans because some event has happened. Maybe it's thinking on your feet quickly because this has happened, so I have to change these plans. So, yeah, that could be, that could work. 
And I mean, if if anybody's got to deal with change plans and has to think quick on their feet, you need to have mutables doing that, I believe. Yes, they're very good at that. They are. And where can people find you, Donna, and what are you up to? You can get a hold of me at donnabeastrology.com. That's my website address. And my email address is donnabarconsulting at gmail.com. So, and, and, and there you can get a hold of me and, uh, and book for uh, natal readings, um, electional horary, uh, as well as stone healing is uh this is what i do to get your chakras all in balance i would highly suggest you go to my website to figure out why you need to get your chakras balanced um it seems to be what a lot of people are are looking for and i think a lot of people need there's not a lot of people that have gone through life without traumas and those traumas tend to take your chakras and and move them off 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 alignment and and you can't heal in my opinion you can't heal when your chakras are not in in line so uh that's what i do um and linda what are you doing and what can how can people get a hold of you i'm at scullywag astrology that's astrology.scullywag.com i offer year ahead relationship and natal readings so yeah and i'd like to thank everyone for listening and uh we hope that this full moon is a good one for you um yeah we love your comments and your likes and your shares so oh and if, if you're listening on a podcast we'd really appreciate it if you would rate it and maybe leave a review that would be great thank you thank you